Welcome to Curious Pete. I'm your host, Peter Winkler, and today I sit down over Zoom with Mike Greeny, the creator and founder of Cosmic Dirtbag Comics. Now, in the recording, you might notice a few different things that uh, are a little disturbing, and that means the internet has been going in and out throughout the conversation. So if you think that something's wrong with uh, your internet as you listen to this, no, 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 it's not. It's actually me. So uh, have an open mind and a little forgiveness for me on this one. But uh, the call was over Zoom and I just moved in and I had to do it over the Wi-Fi of my phone, which as you know, is not always that reliable. But I hope and I pray and I meditate on the idea that maybe, hopefully, somewhere, someone out there will enjoy uh, our little conversation. So, thanks for listening, and here is our conversation. Let me start my video. There we go. Hey. Hello. How's it going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, good. I've been going through kind of like this um, bit of a circus. last few days for myself i uh I, i've been living in brisbane for the last like two and a half years and now i just moved out to um lennox head around okay. byron bay oh cool and i literally moved into this place like 10 minutes ago right <laughs> shit i was like you moved today yeah yeah that's right my timing oh, uh, couldn't have been worse <laughs> could have like just messaged me and we, we could have rescheduled this <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> all right cool um yeah. So, yeah. Now, so now we're here i'm i'm coming coming to you live from a camping table and uh it, which is supposed to be a desk and it's I moved into like a, it's like a tiny house all right okay but it's um uh it it is tiny, but it's also a bit sweaty because it's like a oh. it's, it's like a shipping container. Oh like, shit! Okay. Yeah. This is very. That's very. It's very trendy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you know I'm vegan too, so I just like you know I was watching a uh, uh, what is it a uh, one of those YouTube videos about like people who live in tiny houses, and then they were like. Um, like one girl was like a yoga instructor and they were both vegan. And then my, my partner, she's a yoga instructor. And I was like, oh, looks uh, like we're just living by some stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, look, maybe it's, it's cause they work. That's uh, that's why they're a stereotype, right? Like it's just cause that's, that's where the good vibes are. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But I, I guess, um, well, even like next door, there's like another tiny house on the property here. And we asked her, right, okay. and we're like, uh, so, you know, what do the people next door do? And they're like, and the landlord said, oh, well, you know, one of them is a, is a chef and uh, she sells crystals. <laughs> I was like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that like you can get your crystals somewhere nearby. Oh, tell me about it. Like, you know, like sometimes you just walking around and you're like, <laughs> You know, I really could. I'm hankering for a crystal. And yeah, then, shit. I my 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 things are misaligned. I need I need some crystals in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like these chakras are like nakras. I need I need to get them all <laughs> lined up. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to mm-hmm. let you know how how it'll all go down today. Yeah, cool. So 
Um, now I wanted to, cause I want to introduce you properly. Yep. And I saw that the name of your comics were kind of going back and forth. So I don't know mm -hmm. if, um, cause I saw you changed the name of it on, on Facebook. So I don't yes. know. Yes. Okay. So like the, the comic, the, the kind of like Instagram comics, the title for them is cosmic dirtbag comics. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Grycomania is just like my old Instagram handle that I kind of had printed on, uh, some books and then just didn't so i haven't changed it oh right okay <laughs> um yeah so cosmic dirtbag comics is kind of the name of i guess the instagram comics that i guess you probably came across in sort of finding yeah. actually i came across you through um um one of my patreon um followers what do you call them patreon patrons yep. they yeah. uh I don't know. I was, I was following them on Facebook and they, and they posted some of your stuff and they said, you know, this person is really great. And, and then I, I saw some of your comic books on there and I was just, I was just laughing. It was about that. It was a witch. Who, oh yeah. The, the bog witch. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny. Cause it was like, she lives, she lives in uh, Eugene, Oregon. And, All right. What? Um, yeah. And so she saw you over there in the States and then, and then I, and then I, but I, you know, I live here in Australia and I was like, oh, mm. this guy's Australian. Um, my, this, this is great. Be able to maybe contact him and connect with him. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how that worked. That It's so weird how far they travel and get shared. It, yeah. It's really bizarre to just sort of, um, yeah, to just sort of look at the map and be like, oh shit, like people in freaking Oregon are sharing these things around. Like, yeah. how are you finding these? <laughs> yeah, I know the internet. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, oh, okay. Well, before we get into it, let's, uh, okay. okay. So, so, so the way it goes is that it'll be just like this. We'll just be shooting mm -hmm. shit, talking stuff. Cause I don't, I don't really like having interviews. I just like having yeah. like conversations with people and then, um, you know, it's a less stiff shirty. I'm not a very stiff shirty person. Yeah. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So uh, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. It's yeah. good to be here. So, uh, so we were talking earlier before um, about how I uh, basically came across your comic book strip. And um, it was because of basically just people were sharing it on Facebook. And, and the, the way that they presented you, it was um that they wanted to get your name out there a little bit more and to sort of show you to the world and showcase you because of how much they liked your stuff and have you run across like other scenarios like this too um being like like who knows in madagascar or something someone's like look at this guy's stuff i mean honestly i'm i'm kind of surprised when even friends of friends are sharing my stuff let alone like uh people in people in Madagascar or whatever, but yeah, like, I think, um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. Like Instagram has this like metric where you can see who like sort of the, the folks that are sharing your work around and, 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 uh, and it's, it's bizarre to see just where they go. Um, because obviously I just kind of expect the same five mates to be reading these things and having a chuckle and, it turned out that there's way more people that are interested in this silly shit that I put out. Is, is that how it started off? Was it, was it just you just like just doing something for fun and then it just got its, its own little thing for its, um, of its own creation? 
Uh, it's a bit of a like weird, um, it's a bit of a weird story. So I'm an animator by trade. Like I, uh, I've been like working- Like a digital in, animator, like motion designer kind of animator or? Uh, like a little bit of, mo like a, so a bit of everything. I, um, I cut my teeth as a stop motion animator doing music videos. Oh, sweet. Um, and have done a lot of motion design stuff, have worked on a couple of telly shows, um, some ads, uh, lots of bits and pieces there. Um, but animation takes ages and costs yeah. heaps of money. Uh, so um, getting a little bit sort of burnt out on, on kind of trying to make, trying to tell kind of your own stories in the animation world. Mm. Um, I eventually was sort of like, oh, what if I just did these as comic books and just, or like as cartoons and just put them out online? Yeah. And that was sort of, that was sort of the genesis of it. I mean, like lockdown 2020 happened um, particularly hard here in Victoria. Uh, and that was just a good time when all the work dried up and JobKeeper kicked off to like, just make some comics. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I can relate a lot to that because I used to be a, um, uh, like a motion designer, like 2d animator. Myself. All right. Um, so see i've been doing i started doing that back in 2006 or something oh shit and okay I, I got a job working with uh like this larger youtube channel it was, it was called uh sci show sci show and crash course oh yeah so like, I, yeah i know the 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 um Ain't, the Ain't green brothers green. right yeah 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 so i mean if you if you type my name like peter winkler sci show you'll see that like uh, Hank and I worked together a lot. So I was, I was the creative director for SciShow for um, God, like, I don't know, a couple of years or something. Oh, and, wow. uh, but I got burned out of it, you know, cause you know, mm. you work in like, like a dog, like 80 hour weeks and it's, it's no joke. Like I, I one of my other podcasts, um, I, I was speaking with a guy named uh, Benjamin Stern. He does uh, fully skits and he was ha having the same thing. He's like, man, it's just like a lot of work, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah, like I used to do this as a, um, I used to have another show like a while back. It was called uh, Hey, It's Peter. And it was so much work. And then now to, to be honest, like I, all I really want to do is just like have, have some laughs and it'd be easy and manageable. And so yep. hence podcast time, because it's just like, takes nothing to edit, but yeah. So, I mean, for yourself, like with uh, illustrating, um, is that something that you've always done? And then you just kind of took off? Yeah. Um, I mean, sort of like growing up, just like was constantly drawing um, badly, mostly. Um, <laughs> like I was a kid that was very enthusiastic, but not, didn't have a lot of like it naturally, um, natural sort of talent or aptitude um but just kept doing it and sort of like became obsessed with a lot of like animated shows like obviously simpsons was really formative mm. um as it was for our entire generation it feels almost like a moot point to yeah to to reference it but um yeah and was sort of kicking around at the end of high school not really sure what i wanted to do so i went to the guidance counselor and they were like why don't you try animation as a job? And I was like, okay, that, that sounds kind of, kind of fun. That sounds cool. I could do that. Um, and yeah, just sort of like found a uni course, 
studied animation and then yeah kind of here we are <laughs> yeah yeah did you ever get uh, sucked into what was it like what was it toon boom i think it was like way back in the day where they because it was really big in doing like onion skinning and stuff for um i guess if you were into doing single cell type of yeah. animation i've never actually used toon boom like hmm. it's interesting toon boom has become like the industry standard for television shows now Oh, has it really? Yeah, Toon Boom Harmony is their, like, platform. So, like, your Rick and Mortys and stuff are all animated in Toon Boom now. Oh, what? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess because, like, like, Adobe animators are sort of notoriously um, crashable program. Oh, right. So you do all that work and then you're like, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they put autosave and stuff in now, but um, it... Uh, yeah, I think back in the day it was it was pretty um, it was pretty sketch. So like a lot of other a lot of other animation softwares sort of came along. I don't use Toon Boom at all. Mm. I still use Animate and Photoshop occasionally. But mm. yeah, yeah. So um, what, so like all the illustrations you're doing for like maybe your your comic strip is that all in um, it's all Illustrator or is it all? It's all Photoshop. Photoshop. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So all the all the comics I. I just do like I have a um I have an iPad and I just kind of have Photoshop on the iPad, which is it's an okay program. It's not amazing, but it gets the job done. And yeah, I just I just do them all on that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, those files must be pretty large then, wouldn't it? Because you have um like I mean vector versus you know bitmap. Bitmaps. Yeah. Yeah, they're like they're they're pretty sizable. It's not too it's not too bad. I mean, especially the comics themselves. Like, given that they're only ten panels, it's like an A three size page if you were to print it. So it's nothing too like overly dramatic. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's sort of generally it's generally pretty manageable. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, I I was going to ask like where does like the like where, where do you get your inspiration to make your 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 strip your comic strip so, like some of the content and stuff for it is it just the daily life or is it um it's yeah it's interesting i uh i never answer this question sincerely when people ask it on instagram um yeah. because the answer is really kind of boring <laughs> oh. <laughs> usually i'm like if i'm doing like a q a or whatever i'll be like oh I'll, um what i do is i like open the stairway that is in the ground in the, in my backyard. And I go down there and I, I meet uh, a demon and I, and I, I play him in a, like a um, fucking dice game. And, uh, and, and if I, if I beat him, which is, which is occasionally he'll give me the idea for a funny comic. Yeah. Um, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, but I think like, I, I mean, ideas, like ideas kind of come from, there's three. All right, I could I could I could go in depth here. Right, there's th- sort of three three places I get comic ideas from. Um, one is like a bolt from the heavens. So I'll just be like, like skating or at the gym or like washing the dishes or whatever, and all of a sudden I'll be laughing because there's just an idea that like comes fully formed into my head. Mm. And those are always the the actually good comics. <laughs> um, and then uh and then the other the other options are like often i'll just sort of um i'll just kind of let my mind wander so i'll sort of sit down and be like all right i need to come up with a comic for this week what what's 
what's the funniest version of a like what's the funniest thing a lizard could do um or like what's like I mean I'm working on a comic at the moment where I was sort of driving and I was like what would be the funniest what would be the funniest thing for a semi truck to be hauling Hmm. um right okay and I was like okay well I don't know what if it was like just like like a bunch of snakes just loose in the back of the truck (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's sort of uh that's the other one and then and then the third idea is mostly like i i just there's just something i want to draw um and i'll be like oh i just want to draw a skeleton based on like you know an album cover that i've seen or something uh and i'll sort of build a story around that just because i'm sort of i've got this image in my head that i want to kind of like play around with yeah, well, that's pretty cool, man, because um, it is sort of weird when you look at from the creative side, like sometimes people will ask, you know, well, how do you come up with this stuff to be creative, et cetera? And um, it is sort of a thing that you have to exercise almost like, I don't know, for me, for me, I have to exercise mm-hmm. daily. Oh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I, I, I lose the edge, you know, or yeah, uh, because it, 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 it can go away. And I've only like most recently found it again just by... Uh, trying to do visualization meditation. It's the only way I've been able to actually get back into uh, doing some of that, uh, you know, sort of left brain thinking. To that's interesting. Um, I I've noticed as well too that I've heard some other people give some different ideas in order to exercise that left side of your brain, which is creative side, such as like I guess it depends on what you if you're left or right handed. Mm. Uh, for example something s- so simple as like brushing your teeth with your left hand you know? huh. that's and interesting you just sort of sort of activating it or if you're playing the guitar to switch the hands around and then it'll be difficult and you'll you'll sound like you've started you know playing for the first time again but at the end of it your your brain will just be sort of like charged and then that's interesting when i go and sit down to write i'll get all these other different ideas because it feels like both hemispheres are are working together to bring me some sort of sense of um, I don't know, product or quality. And I've, I've seen it the other day. I was like, cause I do these, uh, I do these essays that I write and cause I used to do stand up for a long time and, um, and getting back in there to doing like those, you know, the, the prepared type of writings, uh, was always sort of a difficult challenge for me to get back into it. And even today, if I sit down at the computer and I'll, I'll be typing and it'll take me, uh, I don't know, a couple hours at least before I get into something that's actually, you know, um, humorous before mm. I was just, I was just writing things as it was. I was like, okay, let's write something funny today. It rained. I'm like, that is not funny. You know, <laughs> God damn it, Brian, give me something better than that. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I understand what you mean a little bit by trying to make up the, the funny story in order mm. to, to make it interesting to people like um, you know, I used to do it all the time. If I got, if I got cut or if, if I had like a, like a bandage on my finger, you know, the reality is, is that I just, you know, cut it on a knife. But if I, if I would go out, people would ask, I would have to give like a fun and ridiculous, you know, idea for people to follow through. But yeah, I think as well, it's, I guess it is also kind of like coming up with the tall tale is kind of also, I guess, in a way, exercising that kind of like uh, 
that left-hand side of your brain, I guess, like just riffing um, yeah. is, uh, is a kind of like, a, I suppose, an interesting way of generating ideas, um, which is why I suppose like a lot of people really enjoy using writing prompts um, mm. to like kind of yeah. launch into things. So it's, so you're not sort of sitting down at that blank page. Cause I hate, like, I hate the blank page. I'm terrified of it. Mm. So I generally like, I don't really like to sit down to write anything unless I've got like a pretty solid idea in my head already. Or I take a lot of like notes in my iPhone, you know, notes app, but that are just a, like a mm. bunch of sentences, ideas or images or, sort of jokes or whatever that I'll then workshop once I've got a bunch of them good to go. Um, Cause I like, I mean, it's super impressive that you can sit down and write for a couple of hours before you start getting to the good stuff. Cause like, if I'm not, if I'm not getting it in like 15 minutes, I have to kind of try and do something else. Oh, yeah. Cause I just get so like overwhelmed by it, I suppose. Oh yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I guess I don't, I tend to not listen to my brain of most things. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you shouldn't go there. Or you shouldn't like, you know, you should put pants on today, you know, but mm. I'll, but I, um, I, I tend to just sort of keep going with it. And it, and it's, it's the weirdest thing too, is that I, I found um, when I was in university, my brother and I used to live together and we used to kind of riff off each other all the time. And some of the best comedy that would come out of the two of us uh, would be late at night. We weren't on, we weren't drinking, we weren't doing anything. It was us. We were just simply tired mm. and being tired, I think sort of accessed a, a completely different side of the brain of, of clarity. And so mm. at, at nighttime, um, if I'll take some time to myself, it's just me and my partner. And so, but when, if she, you know, when she goes to bed or something, I'll, I'll set the computer and I'll take that extra time to really sort of drift into like a point of me just being super tired. And then my mind just sort of cuts through all the bullshit and starts going for it. That's awesome. And is that sort of like, yeah. I mean, you mentioned earlier this sort of like this idea of a kind of visualization meditation. Is that sort of, is this something that you do every day? Like, is, is this something that, you know, you, 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 you practice like with a great regularity or is this just something that you do before you kind of need to create something or while you're creating something? Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll do um, Wim Hof breathing, which is like a breathing technique that um, really kind of calms you down and it's, it stresses your body. And then you end up being so buzzy and clear after that. Then you go, I go into the meditation and in the meditation state, you do this visualization and the visual visualization, I had to really learn how to do it because mm. I had a hard time sort of focusing and visualizing um, something without really trying to like, uh, you know, visualize. But it was only when I was able to stop thinking that I was able to just uh, observe what my brain is producing. And mm. when I go into the meditation, it's going in there with an intention. So it's say like, if I'm looking for enlightenment or focus or calm, um, that'll be my intention going into it. And then the brain will produce like this visualization of crazy things. And you, you don't really, 
you, you can't get lost into it. You have to just sort of let it um, pass by and you just simply observe it. And, it, mm. and it's hard to do at first because you kind of want to really explore that idea and then sort mm. of get distracted. But the more you do it, the easier you're, you're able to just like take five minutes, visualize, calm down, you know, sort of clear the slate and then kind of get a bit focused based on the intention of what you're doing. And uh, huh. yeah, that's been a daily practice that's kind of led into, I guess, writings and stuff like that or coming up with different, different things. So. That's great. That sounds super useful. Yeah. If once, once you crack it, I suppose. Yeah. Well, the, the whole challenge was for me, uh, was to do it from a sober mindset. So, yeah. you know, not, you know, doing, um, you know, not looking for anything else in order to, uh, interact into that, like, uh, like hallucinogenics or, mm. or, uh, weed or whatever it is. And then, uh, so just what your own mind can produce from, from a state of sobriety and, it's, it's, it's crazy what, what it produces. It produces some weird images that you would think would only be accessible through the use of illicit drugs, but it's actually mm. just you from a breathing technique sitting in a room. And um, I do find too, that when I'm writing, uh, I'll put on uh, binaural beats. Cool. Um, yeah. Do you, do you use those at all? Uh, yeah. I've done some med like some binaural beats meditations, which I've always really enjoyed just like kind of sitting there and sort of spinning out. Um, Cause I find uh, I often find meditating just with my own thoughts quite difficult. Um, so I find often mm. having a soundtrack to a meditation sort of helps to kind of get into that flow and so shut off some of that, like um, chattering voice, like the chattering sort of thoughts that kind of keep, keep whirling through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sometimes it sometimes takes a little bit longer than you, you'd imagine uh, to mm. get that focus because yeah. sometimes people do, um, you know, like maybe the first fifteen minutes your mind is like everywhere, and then after that is it start, is is when it starts to calm down. So mm. um, what I find what helps is a, a breathing technique in the meditation where you you breathe in for one, breathe out for two, and you do that until you get to ten. And you say so you just focus on the breath and then you let your mind wander. And then when mm. you find that your brain is being too distracted, you go back to the breath, you go back and forth. And then it helps you sort of not, you know, it's almost like it, the breath is like a post for you yeah. to grab onto in terms mm. of the, the exploration that you're going down. But yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you get into it and you're like, ah, oh, fuck the breath. I'm just going to go and just like see where my crazy brain takes me. Yeah, yeah you know, and then take down some ridiculous ideas and, um, and kind of go from there. But it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's been a new thing I'd say for this year. I, I wasn't always really big into it until this year. And now it's, um, it's actually pretty fun. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a few moments to say that if you're enjoying this episode, I could really use your support. Become a curious Pete patron for as little as $5 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash curious pete for exclusive bonuses early access to future episodes monthly amas merchandise and more your support of the podcast will go towards booking more studio time upgrading our studio equipment and marketing to reach out to new and interesting guests again that's patreon.com forward slash curious pete and now back to the episode 
it sounds great. And I guess like it's interesting coming off of um, like that sort of what you mentioned about sort of doing this from a sober mind. I suppose like the interesting thing about hallucinogens, for instance, is that like it's all in your brain. It's mm. just the chemicals are like the shortcut to getting there. Yeah. Um, so I suppose it totally makes sense that using meditation, you're able to unlock some of these sort of neural pathways i suppose i'm not a scientist mm. I, don't, I don't understand this stuff very well yeah. but that like that stuff's up there you've just got to access it so mm. you know there's got to be a way to do it that doesn't necessarily involve going into the forest and picking a bunch of mushrooms <laughs> yeah potentially just running around naked in the forest yeah the, uh, the- <laughs> which also sounds I nice yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 No offense, anybody who's going getting naked in the in the woods with mushrooms for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um. I I had a friend who was telling me too that like he reaches a state of of almost as if he's on LSD. You know, doing wow. his meditations. You know, so that. And I, to be honest, I feel the same way a, a little bit when I'm doing Wim Hof breathing, mm-hmm. just because of that that breath that you do. Um. The best way I can really describe the Wim Hof breathing. And I talk about it way too much on this podcast. It's almost like every day, every time I see someone, I'm like, Wim Hof. And You're actually, Wim Hof's greatest advocate. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, um, actually, my partner and I, we did it together. And um, so, she, you know, she's a, yeah, so she's a yoga teacher and we were doing the breath together. And at the end, um, we came out of it and I looked at her and I said, do you think that every time we do Wim Hof breathing, that we can just hive five each other and then say and then scream Wim Hof (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if your neighbors with the crystals will like will um will appreciate or understand what's going on oh yeah yeah they just like got like a like a glass against the wall yeah it's like oh shit they're high-fiving Wim Hof again yeah they're screaming Wim Hof again I actually we did it in a um uh at a dinner with friends for like we're going away from Brisbane Mm-hmm. And none of them knew what Wim Hof breathing was. So we just looked like two absolute, you know, like hippie trippy dickheads. And I was like, come on, come on, Jess, ready? Three, two, one, Wim Hof. And like, we tried to find each other. And she was just totally not into it. Everyone just looked at me and they're like, who's this weirdo? But, you know, whatever. If you do, if you, you, know, leaving, you know. You were leaving Brisbane anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Those people are dead to me now. <laughs> Yes. So, uh, but like, how, how do you, uh, so I've never talked to anybody who's ever done a comic book strip before. So I'm just like, I'm so curious to know, like, is there a routine that you follow or is, do you have like KPIs that you, you feel like I need to do at least three today or something like that? Um, so I try not to have any KPIs because so like because it takes purpose I, out of it doesn't it well it takes i guess like the way i like approach my comics is kind of like a um a personal art practice so i uh if i'm if i've got a full-time week on i'm a freelancer so if i've got a full-time week on animating um i'm using a lot of i'm burning a lot of creative energy just like working all day long um and then if i add an extra amount of pressure to try and do a certain amount of comics in a uh in a week or, or a day or whatever. Um, I find it just gets real overwhelming. Um, yeah. So generally I'm trying to get one, one, at the, one comic done at the moment a week, um, which will generally I'll break down to sort of being like, 
I'll come up with a script generally in my notes app in my phone um, on the computer. If it's a longer one, I'll type it in proper script form. Uh, and then I'll usually like over a course of three or four nights, I'll spend one night sort of sketching it all out another night doing all the line work, cleaning it all up. And then the third and fourth night sort of coloring it all, getting it all sort of sorted out. And then my, my partner's a writer, so she often edits the text and just makes sure that there's no terrible spelling errors or, um, uh, or anything sort of like that doesn't make sense in there. Um, yeah, which is super, super handy because often I'll spend ages doing a, doing a comic and I'll sort of show it to her and she'll be like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah, which is a good, it's, it's, it's nicely clarifying. It's, it's nice to have somebody that like, um, that I trust just so nearby um, to, to sort of be able to be like, what do you reckon? Does this make sense? Is this funny? And I mm. complete, have I finally lost it? Yeah. 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 That's a, uh, it's a good point. Like I, I dealt with that a little bit from a different point of view when I was doing stand up, but my mm. ex-girlfriend at the time uh, said I wasn't funny. Oh no! Doing stand up, and I was like, "I was, I was, I was a, that was a, that was a precious little peach back then." So mm. you know, I probably shouldn't have taken it so hard as I did. I, I, in fact, when I look back, um, by the way, these podcasts always turn into therapy sessions. That's so, great. Um, this is that. This is what I'm here for. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm glad. Let's get know. serious because so, I don't want to try and be funny. It's too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's just, I remember back in the day, like, um, let's see. So after I graduated high school, I went to uni and I got this uh, girlfriend and I was just so sensitive to like any sort of like feedback or criticism, mm. you know, like someone was like, oh, you got a nose hair. And I would like, I'll be like, oh no. And I would have to run away and like, you know, no one look at me, you know, sort of situation. I have no idea why that was. I don't know why mm. I was so sensitive. Uh, nowadays, I really don't care. I'm like, I'll probably just you know, make them look at it more or something. I, I just don't, <laughs> but you know, back then, uh, yeah, it makes so much sense too. Well, like I just remember too, I was, I was just girlfriends were just always breaking up with me and I was like, what's happening here? And then I look back on it now. I'm like, Oh yeah. Because you were just like a massive, you know, you know, pushover, you know, mm, of course it makes sense, you know, but, um, you know, you grow up, I might, uh, and then you, you you get older and you, you figure it out, I guess. I don't really know where this is going. I'm just sort of just like ranting now. Well, I think it's hard when you're young. I definitely experienced a lot of this when, especially when you're first out of uni or college or whatever. Um, it's really, and you're trying to be creative and you don't really mm. know how and no one that you're surrounded by knows how. So if you're deadly afraid of anyone kind of, saying that you shit um yeah because there's kind of this idea i think often with young people that you either are creative or you are funny or you're not it's one way or the other mm. and not necessarily that like i don't mean I, I'm not, I don't mean to prescribe this on you but i think that like um please do <laughs> i'll put on my therapist uh jacket with the leather patches and let's go let's go to work <laughs> Yeah, I think as a young person, you're often just, you, you're really, you're worried that you're, you're not, you know, you're not the artist, right? 
Um, you're worried that you're not the comedian. You're not like funny enough to do stand up. And I think often it's just like, in reality, once you get a little bit older, you kind of realize that it's like, oh, this is just like, it's just work. It's a process. Like even the best comics will take, um, will take material on stage that they're trying out for the first time and it will bomb. Mm. And, and it's the same with any sort of creative practice. Like there's comics I look back on and I'm like, what the, how was, how did I think this was funny? Um, uh, and I, th- I think it's just like when you're young, you have so much of your identity, you maybe your sense of identity, like riding on the idea of being a certain thing and the idea that someone can just kind of come in and be like, you're not, you're not this. Um, yeah. Is really scary and kind of full on. It is, isn't it? But I suppose today we live in this world where we can, um, there will always be someone who thinks that you're not, mm. but there will be somewhere, somehow, in, in some living room, someone will think you are, you know. Oh, yeah, Especially totally. Like Instagram and, you know, God knows what, you know. Mm. And, and, and I've said it before, too. If, like, if people don't accept or like what you're doing, um, but you like what you're doing, well, then those are the wrong people, you know, for you, right? Yeah. I, I would always say if, if you're not sort of digging what I'm, what I'm doing, then, well, to be frank, you know, fuck you and I'm going to throw you in the river. You know, like I just, you know, I got, I got, I got no time for someone who's just going to, you know, you know, just be sort of not on, you know, picking up what I'm dropping down, you know? Yeah. I think it's, I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. It's like, you've got to find any kind of creative person needs to find their audience. Um, and that's kind of half the battle is once you find the people that are like, Oh, this is the kind of thing that I'm into. Yeah. That's great. Um, mm. And I like, I mean, and then like, once you found your audience, you just delete anyone's comments that are negative. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, <laughs> because it's like, I don't need that. Yeah. Like I've, I've, um, I got comments on social media too, where there's like, uh, there's always a, there's a good mix of either like people who are going to, you know, support me and mm. there's people who are criticizing. And now I've gotten to a, uh, the case where I just, I just glaze over one of like my eyes roll back to the back of my head when I see like a negative comment, I don't even, I don't mm. even like, look at it. I'm like, eh, yeah. you're not going to talk to you. And then I'll just go and I'll respond to, uh, the people that, you know, are being generally helpful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. People that are engaged and excited about the the work. I think like it's really, it's very easy to kind of get kind of caught up in anyone that says anything negative about your work because Mm. I think as well, like, I mean, I know this about myself is that like, I'm uh, I'm a pretty like anxious person. It's one of the things that like pushes me to be creative. Mm. And I think my brain is often like, Oh, there's a negative person that confirms everything that you're worried about. Mm. Um, and you just have to kind of like block those people out and kind of, kind of focus on folks that like your stuff. And, and as you said before, just like, if you like your stuff, um, yeah. yeah, because I think, I think that's like, you're always going to be your own harshest critic. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, you can always see that at the end of the day, in the creative field, you know, who are you doing it for? Mm. You know, are you, are you doing this? Are you doing this for yourself? And which I always find is a really pure and, um, you know, respectful 
goal to say, well, you know, I'm just doing this for myself. I'm not doing this to get more followers. I'm not really doing this to, you know, sell a, a drink, you know, mm. like I'm, I'm, I'm doing this to, you know, f- uh, whatever my objective is for, with myself, you know, I, like I, for example, like the, the podcast here, you know, um, some people ask me like, why am I doing it? You know, mm. I, I'm doing it because I, I really enjoy it as a creative outlet and it allows me to, to laugh. Yeah. And, um, I, I think it's so easy these days just to sit at home and not laugh mm. and, and you just sit around and like my whole life up until, last few years, like I was always laughing. I was always around mates. I was always doing stuff. And then I got really focused into, uh, doing work and Mm. work was just like making me the saddest, miserable piece of shit ever. And I was like, well, this isn't, this isn't me, you know? And, and I, and I hate to say it, but I actually, I actually found myself again, uh, in a, uh, a, a bachelor party in, in Byron Mm. Bay. I went, I went to my mate's house and, uh, well, I'm sorry. I went to his bachelor party in Byron Bay. It was, and it was, it was like a five day bachelor party. Whoa. And so it was, it was pretty intense. It was almost like, you know, some, you know, some people go to like meditation retreats, you know? <laughs> yeah. You went to the Vishpasana of partying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily like, I think clarity or, um, you know, finding that enlightenment can be sort of exposed in very different realms, you know, very different mm. things. And, and for myself, I, I found that happy-go-lucky, funny uh, person that I knew myself to be. And mm. I don't, it's not necessarily, I'm sure with comedy and stuff, there is some validation out there that you need to mm. find other people to agree with your comedy so that you can say, well, I could think I'm funny. But mm. for the most part, it, it, it was remind, it reminded me of like who I used to be. And, and ever since then, I've just never really looked back. And, and it's kind of, it's also kind of one of the reasons why I moved out here again. Mm. So I was like, Oh, you know, I really found it. Like the people here are great. Uh, the area is beautiful. And if I can do it, I will. And, and here I am. And, you know, as of fucking 10 minutes ago, well, an hour now, almost an hour. So <laughs> that's awesome. I think like, uh, I think if, if there's, uh, if there's like, if you find that good, that like version of yourself that you like and it feels authentic, it's like, hell yeah, chase that. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. I think so, it's. Like, yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, it's, I, uh, I had a very similar thing when I moved out, when my partner and I moved out to Geelong from Melbourne is that it was sort of, we were both working, uh, you know, mad hours, like trying to make it doing art stuff and uh, paying heaps of rent. And um, eventually we were just like, let's just take our foot off the gas, live somewhere that's cheaper, that's closer to the beach um, where we can just kind of make our own stuff and, and sort of hang out a bit more. And oh, that's so cool. That's, that's exactly what we're doing. It's so hmm. awesome. Yeah. And I think it's, 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 it's made, it's made us both much happier as people. Um, yeah, which is is incredible. You know, uh, I think you, you end up on that sort of wheel uh, pretty easily if you're in sort of an area where like everybody is working really hard and going mad. Sometimes just stepping away makes you be like, oh yeah, I can sort of live a bit a little bit simpler and uh, and kind of uh, I, I have no idea where I'm going with this. 
it's it's good to quit your, it's good to quit your job or like downsize your job and move to Byron Bay, I guess. <laughs> yeah fuck yeah it is yeah, yeah. absolutely like, I, I got a few I get, like all of our friends uh back in brisbane they like i don't know what happened it just you know 2021 came around and everyone was like you know what fuck this i quit my job and like everyone i mm. like all of our friends has quit their job and now they're pursuing their passions hell yes fantastic mm. you know um although i love to be devil's advocate and i gotta say if everybody did that you know this world would be fucked because um <laughs> you know i don't know have you who, ever who, who would work at the gas station? You know what I mean. Have you ever heard of a a book by a guy named David Graeber called Bullshit Jobs? No, but I want to. Okay, it's a it's a cracker. Um, uh, it's basically this this sort of leftist um, anthropologist kind of he sort of discusses the idea that a lot of the work that gets done in contemporary society is sort of could, you could classify it as a bullshit job, which is basically a job that like realistically doesn't need to happen for society to continue to function. Um, and often these, yeah, well, yeah, but even more so like if you're, you know, like a, um, what's the what's something ridiculous what's an example from the book i think it's like you know like a marketing like a a junior marketing manager for like um for like a a a brand company for instance where like you have three other marketing managers above you your job is to come in and just like take photos of boxes of brand every day and put them into a database I don't know. This just sounds like a, can you tell I, I haven't had a real job in 10 years? Like, <laughs> um, um, but it's fuck basically, me, fuck me, man. If that's a real job, like <laughs> just jump out of the tallest building possible. But know? I think, uh, you know, Gregor lists a lot of examples in this book about of, of jobs that are basically this, where it's people get hired to kind of like stroke their managers egos because people that manage companies like to have more employees underneath them because it means that they're more successful and they end up kind of wasting wasting their time and getting paid for it which to some people probably sounds really nice but to a lot of people it's actually really crushing and soul destroying because you're spending 40 hours a week doing nothing and contributing nothing to society um yeah yeah so i mean i think i think while some people do have to run the, the, the gas station. Um, that's true. Probably the person who owns the gas station could run it, I guess. You and know, that way they're like making some bank. At the same time, it'd be kind of a fun job, you know, like you, you're yeah. there like, hey, what's going on? Number six, pick up sticks. And then you just like, and such. Hmm. like number two, tie your shoe, click, 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 you know. There's, there's a dude that works at the petrol station just at the end of my street where I go uh, late at night occasionally to buy ice creams. And he's like the happiest dude I've ever seen. He's like so yeah. like enthusiastic whenever whenever anyone comes in, we have a good chat. Um, mm. And it's like, hey, like, um, sorry, my dog is like licking various parts of his anatomy right now. It's making a oh, yeah. noise. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, and I think like, you know, a bullshit job is only a bullshit job if you, if you the person who does the job, thinks it's bullshit. Um, yeah. So if you're like, right. if you're happy and you're enjoying it and you find a level of fulfillment in it, then it's not a bullshit mm-hmm. job, but it's a bullshit job. If you're like, oh man, society makes me pay rent every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate doing this job. 
but I'm not really qualified to do anything else. So I'll, I guess I'll do this. And it's sort of just like, yeah. it ekes away at your soul and, and kind of, I, I guess, uh, it makes you just unhappy. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean. Like a bullshit mm. job really is quite subjective then, isn't it? So like, even mm. if you were, even if you were like, um, oh, I don't know, like a surgeon or something like that, but you, yeah. you really just wanted to be a circus clown. You're yeah. like, this is bullshit. You know, like I, all I want to do is wear a red nose and big floppy feet, but here I got to do cut this guy's heart, you know, blah, blah, blah. I hate this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of right. Right. Like uh, I think if, if you, if you're hating your job and you're, I mean, I think a surgeon is maybe a, a, a kind of like not quite the right example because it is sort of super necessary. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think if you, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, it, it is that sort of thing where it's like, you know, I, even if I would prefer to be like sitting on the couch watching, um, Netflix, then doing my job at the bakery or whatever, mm. I think that's still kind of a bullshit job because you, because, because you're not enjoying it. Cause it's not something that's enriching you. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's it. Like, you know, being honest with yourself and saying like, you know, is this something that I actually really, you know, is, is this who I am? As you touch like a puddle mm. on the, you know, like, who am I? <laughs> yeah. You're on your hands and knees on the side of the road, yeah, staring yeah. at your own reflection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I, I, uh, I feel like a total dickhead now about like dogging uh, gas station workers because I, um, I actually, the, the place I go to regularly, the guy there was such a nice guy. And mm. in fact, I went in there one time to go and um, uh, buy, oh, sorry, get money out of the ATM. And I was in such a hurry. I forgot to take the money that the machine gave me. Oh, snap. And then, and I went to go pay for gas and he was like, oh, you f is there money still in that ATM? And I was mm. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks, man. And, you know, I went back and I got it. You know, I, I, most people wouldn't have like told you, hey, you left your money in the ATM. They might've been like, wait for that guy to leave and I'll maybe take his money or something you know? yeah so some free cash yeah some free cash yeah fuck yeah so i i really appreciate that so all those gas station workers out there listening uh sorry My well i think i think we've actually just discovered something here which is that uh servo workers are the best people in the world and now we explore an idea through an essay from the mind of curious pete today a story of warning regret and white jeans in an essay about, well, white jeans. Great, thank you, Mr. Wizard. White jeans are dangerous, they really are. I once wore white jeans to White Knight in Melbourne, thinking I was being super ironic and witty. But those jeans taught me a few things. I kept saying the whole night, white knight, white jeans, pow pow, flexing my legs, I loved it. People shouted at me, hey, nice white jeans. And I would say, it's quite the white night for it. It was amazing. Everybody loved him. But with great power came great responsibility, which I didn't have. I ended up getting blackout drunk from my friend's secret recipe of rum, Coke, and Eye of Newt, or whatever that witch brew he put together for us to walk around with on the street. I got maybe a few blocks outside of his house before, boom, blackout. And this is where it gets crazy. I woke up in a Thai restaurant's kitchen. I was in the kitchen cooking and laughing with the chef. <laughs> Let me say that again. 
My night started out with friends drinking booze from a Fanta bottle and then ended with me coming to as if it was Freaky Friday and I was Jamie Lee Curtis, but now I'm back in my body, except I am now in the same evening, now cooking for customers in the Thai restaurant. I was best mates with this chef that I've never met before. Uh, and somehow I knew how to cook Tom Yum soup. We all have a different person inside of all of us when we're blackout drunk. Mine is apparently a Thai person who cooks soup. Who knew? So what happened? I poured that soup into a takeaway container and walked straight out of there. My jeans? Well, they're now black. Every inch of those puppies were absorbed by the night. And I've never worn white jeans again. I'm too scared. There we go. Wonderful. So, Mike Greeny. <laughs> um, did the, uh, were you able to hear the, the intro? Music? I was, yeah. The the kind of like dark wizard that you've hired to to kind yeah. of provide an intro introduction. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Mike, I uh, I want to tell you thank you so much for coming and meeting with me today and talking about uh, some of this ridiculous stuff. I you seem like a really nice guy. And um, uh, do you have anything sort of planned in the future with you, uh, with the stuff you're working on? Uh, look, just I. I'm posting comics weekly um, over at cosmicdirtbag.com. If you want to check them out that's cool uh but yeah in terms of future stuff just more comics no oh, yeah nice okay great well um make sure you uh whoever was listening check it out check out his instagram page um and if you haven't already too uh, uh make sure you give a like to curious pete i'm at the curious pete curious pete was taken i don't know what to do about that so i had to add a the so now you know anyways um I want to thank you again for coming on and we'll uh, catch you on the flip side, man. Oh yeah. Thanks so much for having me, man. When you get a haircut, like people will know and they'll be like, yeah. Hey, nice haircut. But mm. for me, um, I shave my head every day and oh, right. no one says a goddamn thing to me, you know? It's because you're wearing a hat. Ah, fucking hat. Got in the way again. <laughs> <laughs>